Welcome back to the Kindergarten Podcast. I'm Zakia, a ninth grader. This is my Tita Zanthi. If it's your first time with us, our goal is to create a space for kids to explore horror through fun, inspiring, and meaningful dialogue. We exist to help the younger generation embrace themselves for being different, break the stigma that horror isn't for kids, and to make a positive impact on the horror community at large. Today, we have the lovely Jed Shepard, who is from the UK. He's a horror extraordinaire. He's probably one of the people that's like an encyclopedia of the horror genre. I thought our conversation with him was really wonderful. We discussed the film Teen Witch. Um, it was made in nine, 1989. Oh, that's the year I was born. You're the same age as the movie? It's crazy. Yeah. It was directed by Dorian Walker and is about like this uh, high schooler who has an intense crush on this guy. And she basically discovers she's a witch, like it's part of her family lineage and how she decides to use her powers. Yeah. Like, what did you think of the film and the conversation with Jed? Kuya Jed. (laughs) So the film was um, fantastic. I really liked how different it was. I mean, we've seen movies um, kind of similar to this, but I feel like it's a whole different vibe considering the fact that you have to find the horror within the romance. So our conversation with Jed was very amazing. I feel like we were very comfortable with it and um, it flowed really nicely. Uh, he's very fun to talk to about certain things. It's so cool because I feel like growing up, like I guess every other American out there loves the British accent. And I always thought, oh, I wish I was um, still myself. I'm happy to be Asian, but I wish I had a British accent. I feel like that's the ideal for myself. (laughs) I agree. Um, But whenever I see like a British accent, I see Robert Pattinson. (laughs) You should have asked him about Robert Pattinson. I don't think he'll know anything about Robert Pattinson like that, Uh, though. He might. Well, Well, Jed, if you if you're listening to this right now, please DM me. I probably would be following you by now once this episode is released. So you can DM me and tell me more about Robert Pattinson. <laughs> if you have anything, if you're any, if you're not, if you're knowledgeable about it, but yeah. <laughs> but you did say you felt like the British, uh, they, they have a tea and biscuits culture. <laughs> so basically I watched these British students, high school students. Well, now they're going into college and um, they try like Korean foods. And so like, there's also that, but with American students where they would, American students would try like British UK food or whatever. I was like, oh, so like what culture like do British people have? Like, it's just tea and biscuits, you know, and that's what they're really known for. <laughs> but I don't want to offend anyone because I really like British people. I mean, some of them. I mean, when I mean some, I mean Robert Pattinson and Suki Waterhouse. She's, she's cute too. And Hero and Hero and Hero Tiffin. Yeah. Yeah, and Jed, and who else? There's a there's a bunch of actors that I really like that are British. Oh, uh, and and what's his name? Oh, from Heartstopper. I love the whole cast oh, of Heartstopper. Yeah, the cast in Heartstopper is great. And um, end of the effing world. <gasps> that one too. Oh, yeah. I remember I watched that at your house. <laughs> I was too young though, kind of. You're you're always. I mean, when we're young, we always watch stuff that we're not supposed to. So yeah, true. And by the way, this is actually the season four finale with Jed. Yes, ma'am. And Teen Witch. Oh my goodness! Can you believe that this is going to be our forty second episode? Oh my gosh, that's a lot of movies and a lot of people and a lot of talking. <laughs> When we started this, you were 12? Yeah, I was 12. And now you're 15 or coming up on 15. 
And I noticed like uh, even like your mindset has evolved over time because uh, talking to all these people. Well, even your opinions, because uh, in the warm bodies episode, which was like what our second or third episode. Mm -hmm. And you were like, oh, like romance is totally gross. And and now you have crushes and (laughs) and it's like a coming of age story. (laughs) There's a coming of age story within the podcast for you. So you guys are growing up with me. That's crazy. I mean, both of us, honestly. Yeah, you're once you're done with your PhD, I'm going to be going into college. Like, I don't know if you're going to be there at my graduation. I really hope I can be. Hopefully you can be at mine, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I can't believe basically when we hit 50 episodes, we'll be halfway to 100. I think my friend Mercedes has listened to all of them, too. She's like, (gasps) no way. She's so loyal. She's like, I love you. Hi, Mercedes. (laughs) Day one. (laughs) Yeah, day one. Literally, like how many hours has she been listening? Yeah, I know, right? A lot of banter. Since this is pretty much the last episode for the season, I guess I can plug that I am going to premiere a new podcast called The Final Girlfriend Podcast with my friend Colin Buckingham. And that one is not for kids, but it is a podcast about horror and dating. Specifically, each episode we watch a horror romance film and we unpack the relationship and dating aspects within it. I'll be posting about it on my social media accounts if you want to check that out. Alrighty, guys, that is basically our intro. So I hope to see you guys in there. Have fun. Entered Kindergeist, a horror podcast for kids and ghouls. <laughs> Today we have Filipino fam on Kindergeist, not literally family, but basically he is because we're Filipino, is Judge Shepard, producer, writer, and director, zooming all the way from England. His projects include the films Host, Dashcam, and the upcoming real time FMV game Ghosts. Welcome to the po- podcast, Jed. Sorry. <laughs> Hey, thanks for having me. Hey. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Almost too many Filipinos on the Zoom. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's making me nervous now. <laughs> like you're you're automatically Kuya Jed now. Like <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Uh, I was what gonna, is your first oh okay. Uh, oh sorry. I was gonna I was ask just, a question, but yes, you sorry. Are. I did I was just um it popped into my head a really cool, like full circle because like years ago I was asking you, Jed, about like how to uh, podcast and because I was listening to Jed talks and I was like now you're here and we get to interview you yeah is this the first time you've interviewed me for something publicly yes I did interview for one of my uh, assignments before that's right 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 yeah yeah I just I just I, I forget sometimes uh but yeah like it's I'm so happy to to be here I've been following uh well Xanthi for a long time and also this podcast on like social media and stuff so I've been checking what films you guys have been talking about. Yeah, you know, my first choice would have been Return to Wars, but you've already done that. David Weiner did that. Oh, did he? It was him. Nice, nice. That's great. Yeah, speaking of movies, though, um, what is your first memory of horror? Wow. Okay, my first memory of horror, of horror movies specifically, would probably be, you know, when you're a kid and, like, you're you're staying up late and... Uh, you kind of you hear someone watching the TV and you kind of creep out of your bedroom and you're like five or six and 
you kind of see what they're watching and you just see some crazy images on screen that you've never seen before because you've never been allowed to be up uh, that late. So, you know, it's just like flashes of images of people dying, blood and, and things. And then in school, you always used to hear people talk about like horror movies. Like in school, I had this friend from when I was like three years old, this Portuguese kid called Rafael, and he um, liked horror a lot, but it was his brother that was the big horror fan. So his older brother introduced him to horror. So Raphael would tell me about like Nightmare on Elm Street, like Evil Dead, like all the Halloween movies. He would say, oh, there's all these films with people dying and being killed and being sliced up. And I couldn't believe it. My first kind of go at like actually watching horror was probably like borrowing like VHS tapes from like Raphael and his brother. As you guys know, my first taste of horror uh, like being Filipino is like from Filipino people telling me about monsters and about like spooky things that are, like many times when my mum genuinely believes that she's seen a werewolf. So like every every now and again, I, I say to her, mum, tell me about when you saw a werewolf, like ex explain in detail. And my entire life, she's told me she's seen a werewolf. But then as I get older, it, the story changes a little bit. And now the were now the werewolf is playing a flute and now it's in a tree. And, oh. and and now there are twin girls revolving around the tree to the tune of this werewolf playing a flute. So like it's getting more and more elaborate as time goes on. But you know, like you know, Filipino people are into their spooky things, and I've been surrounded by that like forever. That reminds me of um, because you told me about like you had an in-house exorcist for a long time. For I wouldn't say a long time, but when oh, okay. when my uh, when my uncle died in in Philippines. In his house, my mum and like my like my extended family out in the Philippines hired a living exorcist to um, make sure my uncle's ghost, because there was sightings of my uncle's ghost. Yeah, so there, there was a living exorcist staying there, like rent free, and and they were paying him, and it, it, it was insane because like you know this guy was obviously just a chancer trying to get some money, um, uh. and I. Yeah, and I think he lived there until they, they sold the house eventually. His house, he he was, uh, he had quite a lot of money for for someone that lived in the Philippines. So like, it, he was also looking after the house, and no one would break in and steal like his his guitars and things. I think to believe in that spooky stuff enough to hire a living exorcist is is kind of going too far. I think. What other um scary like stories have you heard about? Um, in the Philippines that your mom or anyone, any of your family members have told you about? Yeah, it's exactly. I can't remember if I told told you this one, but um, one time, uh, so my sister and my mum was in Philippines and they were in uh, a big mall and they went into uh, like a boutique like a, to, to try on some clothes. And there was only like one dressing room available and they saw like a girl go in with with some clothes to try it on. So they were waiting and waiting and waiting with their clothes and she was taking ages and like 20 minutes had passed. So they said to the cashier, hey, um, we saw a girl go in there. Can you check if she's OK? Because there's like no noise, like the door's locked. So the woman, uh, apparently she just like huffed and puffed. She like climbed over and unlocked the door and the girl was gone. Right. The girl from inside. And then she's like, OK, you can go. You can go in now. And and my mum and my sister went, no, 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 no. We saw a girl go in and she's gone. And by the way, my sister doesn't believe in this, in like spooky stuff stuff. She's telling the truth that this happened. So my sister was like, no, but wh where's the where's the girl gone? And then the cashier said, okay, this happens sometimes. A man comes through the mirror 
and steals girls and takes them. Um, and this is like in a legit like westernized mall uh, with like like normal shops. And then the cashier went on to say that this man is a half snake man. He's half man, half snake. And then, and then my sister said, what do you mean he's half snake? And then my mum interrupted and said, oh, maybe it's because his mum's a snake. And that was her explanation for why this there's a supernatural oh, wow. half snake man. And and then, you know, and that, that was kind of it. And then they used the change. They still went and used the change rooms, but they, they, they left the door open a crack and they guarded the door to make sure like nothing would happen. But I just think, for something so un- weird and spooky and for it to be normal to these people, like what happened to the, first of all, what happened to the girl? Why doesn't someone go and try and track down this snake man if he's coming and stealing girls all the time? Like, I know ne- next time I go to Philippines, I'm going to go there. I'm going to, I'm going to go to that mall, go to that store. I'm going to go into, I'm going to go into the uh, dressing room with a screwdriver and unscrew the mirror and try and find this snake man. That that's my aim. Oh wow. It's kind of like a candy man situation. <laughs> yeah. Why isn't someone doing something about this? And and you know, there's a other guy, this Filipino guy who he was in London for quite a while. He told me a similar story about that mall and the and the snake man. It's like a local urban legend, basically. I'm just like, why is nobody else talking about this? Why why is the snake man getting away with stealing girls with three mirrors? But be careful. Do you remember what what where this in Philippines this is or the name of the mall? Um, I can't remember, but I, I I bet you if you googled Snake Man Mall Filipino, by by the end of the show, I'll tell you the exact address. Okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna text the my exact sister. address. Yes, I'll tell you the exact address of this Snake Man, so you can find out too. Amazing, thank you. Okay, I wanted to like move on to your like own work. I wanted to know like, can you tell us or or if you're allowed to kind of tell us the status of like your video game Ghosts? Sure, yeah. So um, for those that don't know, Ghosts is a live action video game, uh, which is they were kind of popular in the late '90s and early 2000s. And my game is kind of closely modeled on an, on this game called Night Trap, where you can where you basically control the cameras in this haunted house and there's a bunch of people who die one by one. So that was kind of my entry level to it. But I decided to make it because, you know, after host, we had some a little bit of downtime because it was still the pandemic. So uh, I came up with this idea to, to, to make this video game and uh, convince the ladies from host that, to be in it too and a bunch of other cool people. Basically, you play the writer, di- you play the producer, director, of a TV show and the TV show is called ghosts and it's up to you to, to make a TV show out of these women going into a haunted house. So you control all the cameras. You can, you, you control the host of the TV show who is Alice Lowe. If anyone knows that actress and you, you can tell her what to do. You tell her to go and interview that neighbor, that neighbor, that neighbor to find out the spooky stories about this street and about this, scary creature called the long lady uh yeah and the long lady is just like 14 foot scary woman who who, if you see her face you die and she was made but she was made by jim henson's creature shop oh uh, for so me. good <laughs> so uh yeah so yeah we've, we've been you know it's a long process i thought we could do this really quickly but you know games take like five years to make and something on this scale is long so we've done like 95 percent of the game we just have like one last bit to do so we're hoping to do that last bit by the end of this year and also the, the schedules of everyone it's really difficult getting 
all those women together at the same time because they're working actresses. So hopefully that's on that last bit by the end of the year and then the game's done, all the kind of back-end stuff, all the programming's all, all done. So yeah, so I'm very excited because I have already I already know what games I want to do next. So I, I want to do some more games. And then um, you said that the game can only be played at like midnight or was it? Uh... 10 p.m., yeah. So the game has a lock on it. So if you try to play the game at like 7 p.m., you can't play the game. You'll, you'll just get like the loading screen, basically. So it's locked to 10 p.m., uh, because that's the time in the world that the TV show starts. It's a live TV show. So you ha- you can only play at 10 p.m. Whatever time zone you are in the world, your game will only work at, on, at 10 p.m. When that was first announced, you know, the backlash on that was crazy. Oh. I was like getting death threats because of that. They were like, if I buy the game, like, how dare you make me control when I can play it? And I'm just like, don't play the game then. That's part <laughs> of the game. Like, no one, no one's got a gun to your head to, to play the game. Now, like over time, people have softened to it and they're like, this is so cool. It's a really interesting, cool element to the game. So just because you haven't seen something like that before doesn't mean, you know, it's um it's bad. It just means it's, you know, a fresh take on 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 games. I always try and put a little twist on on things. That's so interesting because I've never heard of like somebody do that ever before. Yeah. I, I know, and I know it's late as well, but you know, if you're playing a horror it's not game. That late. I mean, you could stay up till 1am to to just, yeah. Yeah, but you know, some people go to bed early. But but if if you're starting at 10 and you're good at the game, you'll be playing it until the early hours of the morning. And you can only, if you die in the game, you have to wait till the next day till you can play it again. You can't just start again. I feel like I would get like really angry. (laughs) I would have like, what is it called? Like rage, like the... Quit rage? Yeah, yes. Game rage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want people to kind of be angry by it. Uh, because then they'll talk about it. And and what I want in the in-between times between 10 p.m. and then 10 p.m. the next day, I want people to be able to, like, you know, go on Reddit. I'm sure there'll be, like, Reddits and Discords talking about what they found so far, and they'll be sharing stories because, you know, there's so many different things you can do. Um, You could just, for instance, follow Emma for the entire game. You don't even have to follow the the other uh, women um, and just see Emma's story. Or you could just see all of their stories, but you, you, there's a million different things you could do at once. So if you try, and the, and people are going to get mad about, uh, about this, if you go to the toilet, you can't pause the game. The, oh. it'll, still, it'll still be running. It'll, it'll still be running. So when you come back to it, you, you might you might have missed something. So uh, I didn't know video games took like almost five years to kind of create. That's interesting as well. Like, I don't know the whole process of that. It depends on how you know, complicated the, the, the game is. Some are shorter, of course, but, you know, a, li- a live action uh, video game is, there's a reason why people don't really do it anymore. It's expensive and it's extremely time consuming and there's not really any precedent uh, for it. Um, not many people are kind of doing it anymore. It's going to be an interesting experiment, but, you know, I, I have multiple games that I want to make after this. So I'm just very keen to get this one out. Awesome. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to discuss about your work or can we move on to Teen Witch? We can move on to Teen Witch unless you have any questions. <laughs> awesome. All right. Maybe I'll have some during. Okay. So you wanted to do this movie, but you mentioned before that you wanted to do um, The Return to Oz. Return, the Return yeah. to Oz, that one. But we already did that. So sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. No, it's it was okay. also very good though. So what made you choose this film? I'm kind of, I'm obsessed with this film. I can't remember when the first time I watched it was. 
actually I do know I bought a collection of VHS of someone and it was one of the VHS and it was like the last one to watch I collect VHS by the way you know I just wanted something light to kind of watch and I I stuck it in and I'm like wow this is kind of entertaining and then the more I watched it I realized how weird it was but how entertaining and you know I know I know it's a cult film now and but at the time you know it it really didn't do well when it when it first came out it it was a massive flop in fact as time goes on the appreciation of a teen which has grown and grown and grown and grown and grown and um, I'm I'm here for it. I, I think the songs are really good. I know I'm sure we'll come on to it. Songs are really good. The acting's really good, and it's just so weird. Like it, it doesn't make sense for for a lot of the time, and, and I kind of like that. But yeah, it's genuinely one of the most fun films for me to watch. I watch it all the time. Yeah, I thought this was a really uh, fun choice for Zakia because she she loves like romance, uh, <laughs> the genre. So I was like, oh, this one's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if we didn't have a horror podcast, then we would it would be a romance podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes they cross over. Yeah, like we did on one with Colin Buckingham. He chose a, what movie was it again? I forgot. It's not a horror movie, but we talked about uh, 50 First Dates. Oh, right, yeah. We have to have some <laughs> sort of romance in one of our seasons. Okay, I wanted to mention like the beginning scene. What are your thoughts on it? Because I think that it's kind of like a music video, like the vibes that I mm-hmm. got. But what are your thoughts on it? I, I love that start. It feels like... Zaki, you're you're a bit maybe a bit too young to remember this, but like like sometimes like on in like the two like late nineties in the two thousands late night cable channels when you're flicking over to all the random channels you'll just see something that looks like that where it's um you know slow motion um and and terrible slow motion as well and like a saxophone playing <laughs> and it just puts you in a certain kind of vibe and it makes you think that the whole film's going to be like that it kind of starts like almost like a noir detective story and and, and this is the, the kind of start to it and then you see them dancing and it's like what is this uh but i love that it's a kind of a dream sequence there's actually quite a lot of films from around that time that start like that where it's like a a musical number or a dance number and then it goes into in, into the film so i do i do kind of, kind of like it it's 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 just very weird what what do you what what do you guys think yeah like i said i thought it was very much like um a music video i mean obviously i'm not really used to seeing films like those but i do enjoy and i appreciate films from the past especially since this was made in 1989 i believe so mm-hmm. i thought it was really interesting how like films have changed over time the way that's like it's being produced i remember i keep on bringing up psycho now because it's kind of one of my favorite horror movies um oh, nice. so uh <laughs> she's smiling over there i got her but was psycho made in 19 in the 70s or 1960 oh wait so never mind i'm not gonna make that contrast then because my aunt was telling me how psycho it was a black it's a black and white film but they had color during the time, so they didn't choose mm-hmm. to use color. And I yeah. was going to use that contrast as to like this movie using color. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I think my timeline was, I think everything from the 1900s <laughs> are like all the same. Before the year 2000, it's just like old, old no, I'm stuff. I'm just like, it's all the same. It's okay. I just thought that like, you know, films from right now, it's the the production and everything that's like like you said it's kind of weird it's kind of funky you know but I appreciate like those type of things like I'm I'm very open when it comes to like films and things like that but at least it didn't have gore yeah it didn't uh, though you know I think 
it should have had gore. I think I think there are times in this. This could have easily been uh, like a, a a more adult movie quite easily. But they were obviously trying to go for the Teen Wolf audience because you know Teen Witch, Teen Wolf. Uh, they were trying to go for, because because Zach had, I don't know if you've seen Teen Wolf, but Michael J. Fox film where he turns into a werewolf in in high school, and it was extremely popular. It was it was you know made a lot of money. So this was trying to like jump on the back of that, and it, and it, and it didn't kind of work. It, I think this could have been a bit more darker especially with the casting choices like the psychic woman she's from poltergeist yeah. and she's, she, she did loads of like horror movies it could have easily been much more dark a little bit like wishmaster there's a there's another horror film called wishmaster that um this could have been very much like that i actually i've heard of teen witch for a while because it's been popping up on social media but i nice. this is my first time watching it oh great I'm yes glad. but i didn't know that it was so musical because i didn't yes. like read into it which i love because yeah. i love the mix of uh even though the film is not like straight up horror darkness it mm-hmm. had the horror elements in there of like yeah. the horror of high school and being a teenage girl especially those scenes where um like he was like talking about the birth control in front of the mm-hmm. class and like uh, the doll stripping him. I'm like, all of this is very terrifying if you didn't play yes. it in such a comedic way. <laughs> oh, 100%. You know, it was shot on film, so it looks pretty good. Uh, but it, it's it's kind of like edited and the pacing is, is, is that of a, of a horror movie of like a Nightmare on Elm Street film, especially like in, in like the, I think that one of the first musical scenes was that it with that I like boys song where the, where the girls are like scantily clad in in the changing room? That's that's the straight out of an eighties horror movie. Uh, they kind of look like they're kind of eighties teen horror movie scream queens uh, as mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, you know the, the the like you said the songs in this I think are actually pretty good. Besides the 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 top of that rap, the the famous rap in it, the songs aren't terrible. Like that most popular girl song, like I still sing that to myself, like sometimes. <laughs> uh, I think it's quite good. I, the the I like boy song is it made me holler. I was just like yeah. laughing at a lot of these. It, I was just delighted by how like cheery and like easy it was to get into. It was like it's a good movie to watch when you just want something to take your mind off things. Yeah, exactly. I've got a question for you, Zach, just really quickly. What did you think of her little brother? Oh, I was gonna ask that. No wonder. Okay, sorry. Okay, I had a lot of like questions, but I didn't write them down. Okay, so basically. Mm. I have a younger brother as well, right? And he's 11 now. And I thought he was interesting because like the first opening scene where we first meet him, you know, he's under mm-hmm. the bed eating, obviously. He's eating all the time. I think there's something wrong with him. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. other, I mean, I don't know what, is there something like. There's definitely something wrong with him. They, they don't address it in the film, but I'm just like, he's pulling some real weird faces and he's always dirty and he's doing weird stuff. I've never seen this theory before, but I'm just going to say it out loud. Like, maybe he's a figment of her imagination. Like, because how is he under her bed? Like, I'm just trying to think if he interacts with, with the parents at all. I, I can't remember. But um, he's just a very, very weird boy. 
um, and how we talk is really weird. And his facial expressions, and like at one point he dresses up like a butler like Fred about an imaginary friend. It felt a little bit like that. He would just appear and just mess up her life. Yeah, but he he's extremely annoying. <laughs> I agree. Sorry, it was like kind of wobbly because. Oh yeah, that's probably my my internet's sometimes a bit funny. <laughs> it's okay. Um, the such an interesting idea of like the brother being a figment of her imagination. Like I was just thinking of Zakia was like, no, Zachary, you're a figment of my imagination. Because <laughs> maybe he represents her kind of, he's the the physical manifestation of her uh, womanhood or something, or, or, or coming into womanhood from being a girl. Like he represents the child, the childhood that's about to disappear. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about it too much. I mean, he's also eating a lot, so it maybe yeah. has to do with like. I don't know. I think I might getting a little. I might be getting a little too like deep into it, like maybe overthinking it. But no, like, I think it's a good, good if, question. Um, Why is he eating so much? What's it got to do with the story? Like it's nothing. I, I it's know. just dirty all the time as well. Did we ever see her eat in the movie? Did she ever eat in the movie? I don't know. No. What do you think? Like he represents like, like her, her the um, maybe she had like an eating disorder or some yeah, sort of thing. Maybe maybe because like or, or, you know, it's her imagination of women to be skinny all the time or whatever yeah like because to keep up with standards time. yeah right yeah because actually that makes me think about like the issue of standards i mean that was something she continuously worried Struggled about with yeah when she was like oh i don't this isn't cool like the gift that you got me you know yeah have you ever experienced that jed uh what being a, a teenage girl in in high school yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, constantly keeping quite. up with standards at in high school. I was very lucky because uh, I got on with, I got on with, with everyone. I was like, like and 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 you strike me as a, a very intelligent uh, person, but you know, the in school I was like the clever kid as well. I, I was I was clever. The teachers liked me, but then everyone else liked me as well. And I was also really good at sports, so I would have kind of been like that that brad character i would have been into sports but then you know i i could back it up with with like the science and and, and, the, and the maths and stuff i got on with everyone so I, I never really experienced any kind of like high school bullying or anything like that yeah i guess the the closest to it was they put me they put me because i was a, a little smart kid they put me ahead three classes like three years older because the work they were given to me when i was like seven it wasn't enough and I was just like acing it, acing it, acing it. So they put me in with the ten year olds. So yeah, and I stayed in that class for three years instead of, you know, going seven, eight, nine, ten. So and that and maybe that was a little bit weird. But at the time I just thought it was cool that I got got to read a little bit older. But even even then it was still not, you know, an, enough for me. So I'll go out and read other things. I was always very studious and um, you know, I had a thirst for knowledge. Wow. I never like met someone who was like that, who was super smart. No, I was I was super smart when I was a kid. I'm not saying now. Now I've probably slowed <laughs> no, down a little bit. No, but still like something to like talk. That's a good conversation. We're like, oh yeah. So when I was in, wait, what do they call it in the UK? Like their school system? Like, do they so say like it was? It's primary school, then second secondary school is from ten to fifteen. So it was um, hmm. primary school, really. Yeah. I see. It's like it was nursery, primary school, secondary school. Sixth form college university. So you can be like, oh yeah, I was really advanced <laughs> during school <laughs> when I was a student. Uh, uh, yeah, 
Uh, I, I was. I was a little smart kid. Very scholarly, <laughs> yes. I, I, everyone's caught up with me now. I'm, I'm sure I'm just as stupid as most people. I mean, oh, wait, also I wanted to bring up, so have you watched Coraline? Yes, love it. Do you remember the two neighbors downstairs in the pink house? Mm-hmm. I wanted to make the correlation of like Serena and one of the, the shorter, the shortest neighbor in Coraline, mm-hmm. the, the girl. They kind of yeah. look similar, no? Is that just me? They they look really similar. Oh, because like they're both witches, not right? Like, Coraline correlation, correlation. Um, <laughs> Don't they look the same? Like the the animated. I, would, I think I would have to see the evidence, like in front of my eyes. Okay, let's see. I mean, let's see. A lot of them. Look, her little brother look, looks like he was made out of plasticine, or or uh, mm-hmm. he looks stop motion. He was he's a strange looking kid. Do you think it would be if the movie would be the same if it was stop motion or? Oh, I'd love to see that. They they keep threatening to to remake this, you know. But I think the fact it made really it didn't it, it was very unsuccessful when it was first released. It, it didn't make a lot of money. Um, but then when it started playing on cable and and released in VHS and stuff, it started become really popular. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't know if they'd make another version of this now unless. You know, there was a massive demand for it. What's your favorite scene? So obviously the the the, the rap scene where where her friend sing Polly sings top that with those, those three guys who can't rap. Yeah, that, yeah. That that's good to me. I kind of like the scene where she goes to the concert and then the, the girl gives her the, the jacket. I think she's gonna give me a jacket. Oh yeah. And then she goes and gives her, her her jacket. I was like, that that's a weird scene. Like, why is that even in the film? Uh, what other scenes? Oh, okay. Here's my favorite scene because it's the scariest scene when she's kind of first kind of got her powers. She realizes she's got powers, and then she's in that car with the guy, the kind of creepy, geeky guy with the kind of quiff. He's he, he keeps trying to touch her. So I wish she'd go away, and then he disappears and she crashes the car. He never comes back. He he never comes back. Yeah, I wonder what happened to him. I think he's dead. I think she killed him, and. I think there should have been a post credit scene where the police have arrested her because under suspicion of killing this guy because she was the last one seen with him. And like, he never comes back. Like what, 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 what about his family? I know he was, he wasn't an aggressive guy, but you know, he didn't deserve to disappear out of existence to me that I keep watching that going, Oh my God, this is actually really dark really really dark there's that and also all the scenes with zelda rubenstein who plays the the psychic uh where she goes and um she she gets advice from from zelda and and then he, and weirdly she appears at the at the prom kind of scene at the dance at the end as well oh yeah like, like how did she get in she just like, got invited yeah yeah it's like I know you can get chaperones at these, like, you know, I'm, I'm not from America. I don't know how these dancers work, but surely you can't just get like any random person who's not related to any of the students to come in and and chaperone uh, a school dance. Um, and also all those kids look like they're like in their mid to, mid to late 20s as well. Of course. Yeah. But uh, speaking of um, the psychic, uh, yeah, her name is Madam Serena. That's um, right, yeah. Have you ever gone to like a psychic or a fortune teller? Ooh, that is actually a good question. I've never spoken about this before. Um, yes, because there is a famous blind psychic from Ireland, right? Her name is Sharon Neal. I just remembered now. Her name's Sharon Neal. And a friend of mine, his girlfriend managed her for a little while. She was like doing a tour around. 
And by the way, I don't believe in all that stuff. But, you know, she was doing readings. And so my friend said, you know, Sharon, she's this famous TV psychic. She'll she'll give you a reading for free, like on me. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I go in. Obviously, I'm very skeptical. And she records it as well. She's like, you can, you can play it back. You can, you can listen to it at a later date. So she starts telling me these things. And like, you know, some of them, like, I don't know how she knew. And, and she wasn't being general. She was being so specific. I was just like, oh, because like maybe my friend told his girlfriend who told Sharon. That's how they know about this. But she told me all kinds of stuff and all kinds of things about the future as well. And some of them have actually come true. Um, so I don't believe in psychics. But this one in particular, and she was blind as well. So it, it was even more kind of like, how does she know this? Some of the stuff she said was seems to uh, have come true. One of the things she said actually was like, I have someone with me the whole time, like what, like helping me and like guiding things to, to, to happen around me um, in, in a good way. And I'm like, okay, it sounds good as long as he's not doing anything bad. That sounds good. But yeah, so that I think that might have been the only occasion, I think. Oh, that's fascinating that it actually like came true, like everything that she said to you. Yeah, some specific things she said, like some good things and and, and they did come true. So but yeah, it's it's kind of kind of bizarre. Years and years ago when I first moved to LA, mm -hmm. I did a group on <laughs> Oh, yeah? of, of a uh, psychic is I was like, ah, you know what, whatever, let's just see. And I'm not like a huge believer in psychics in general. But mm -hmm. um, when I went there, the lady said, oh, this is some scary stuff going on. Um, somebody put a curse on your mother when she was pregnant with you no and you have to come back so I can cleanse it for you next time. And I was like, come no on. Way. Like, I, don't, I think to me, I was like, you want me to come back so I could pay you more. But it was like, it, it could have like really messed me up, you know, to hear something like that. You just reminded me. So I was, when I was 18 months old, uh, I was in the Philippines and I was sick and I was taken to a witch. Like they didn't, for some reason, they decided not to take me to a doctor. They sent me to a witch who instantly made me uh, well. And, you know, I've, Touch words, words wood. Touch wood. I've never hurt myself. I've never broken a bone. I've never really been sick, like my entire life. I've always been well. Oh wow! Did this witch grant me like, like some kind of power? So like I don't, can't get hurt. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I haven't put myself into dangerous situations, but you know, I've never broken a bone. You know, I, I fell off roofs and things, and I've never like hurt myself or broken anything. So yeah, it's it's. It's weird. <laughs> Zakia, how about you? Have you have you uh, spoken to a psychic before? No, I don't <laughs> really believe in those things at all. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not planning on it, mostly because, I mean, there's like a lot around me. I know there's one down the street because mm -hmm. they do it usually in their house. So, mm -hmm. like, I just see them. But you have to pay and things like that. And I, I like, hear stories like it's true and things like that. But honestly, yeah. I don't think I would spend money just to figure out what my future is going to hold because I'm going to experience it anyways. Yeah. Actually, I know what I'm talking about. I, I've actually spoken to loads of psychics uh, because of Host. In, 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 oh, like, right. in, the, in the lead up to Host, we did loads of seances with, with psychics to practice. And then after Host, we did a bunch of seances as well for like press stuff so I, i've actually like spoken to loads of different psychics i've just realized 
Um, and the one in LA as well, uh, uh, what's her name? It's really, uh, she's like a celebrity psychic. I can't remember what her name is. Celebrity psychic. Yeah, but she's in LA. She's um, she's very, very cool, cool lady. Oh, I wish I could remember her name. Um, oh, you know, actually, the same things. Yeah, that reminds me because, like, didn't you guys do a thing with um, the Exorcist, uh, R.H. Davis? Isn't she? That's who I'm thinking of. Yes. Oh, oh, is she also a psychic? Oh, I, th- I think she's a psychic medium. Yeah. Oh, I okay. I, I know. I we did a, an exorcism with her. Um, oh, she's a celebrity exorcist, but I. I th- I think she introduced herself as a psychic medium, if I remember, which is how why she did this the seance. That seance went on. That seance was like two hours long. It's not, I think it's on the Blu-ray or DVD of host. Oh, it is. Cool. Yeah. Um, but if you if you watch that, it's funny because obviously it was on Zoom. Me, me and, and Rob, Rob Savage, uh, we're in my house and we have the light in a certain way where we could like just sit back and we'll be in complete shadow because we were laughing so much uh because like nothing really was happening so we were just cracking up yeah it's funny two hours long though but you know you know the host goes well they were all really into it and uh, i don't believe in that stuff so you know weird weird things happened and like i think on again on the host dvd or blu-ray we you see a seance that we do before we start shooting host and you see something happens to Gemma it for, for real like something moves behind or falls on the ground and uh that's weird that was weird I don't know why that happens but yeah yeah I've done a lot of spooky things like that if you had uh Louise's like powers what like what would you do Ooh. so she was extremely like self oh no she wasn't self I was gonna say she's selfish because like she that that love spell I think is really a no no that you should yeah that's that's not good. <laughs> um, I like how she helped her teacher, her theater teacher woman, and and make her win the lottery and get the man of her dreams and stuff. That that was nice. So I would try and maybe do stuff like that. I would try and help other people because you know I don't really need that much. I, I, as long as I've got like you know wi-fi um that's all i need really and some food that's all i need but like you know around the world there are like sick people dying people war-torn countries i'd use my powers to like help those guys maybe. yeah use it for good <laughs> i try I have a, yeah i have another question um so this one's getting more into the romance aspect of the movie though um mm-hmm. have you ever experienced like anything similar to Luis, like about a crush well like unrequited an unrequited cr- crush. Like well, like I, how I she's like obsessed spells. with the guy. Yeah. And then she was like mm. using her own powers to get to him. I mean, I guess we all have our own powers in, 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 cer- in certain ways. I mean, obviously if I crushes. But like that, like psychotic in a way. <laughs> psychotic. Not, not to that degree where I, I'm, I'm like seeking out like psychics to, and to help do supernatural spells. No, not to that degree. But is there like anyone that you were super crazy about though? Not like necessarily like, oh my God, I'm going to put a spell so that we could be together forever. Not necessarily like that, but like more of like. Not when I was in, not in high school. I I, I don't think so. I was more, even back then I was more into like horror movies. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, maybe I had like crushes like that for like celebrities, maybe. Uh, okay like tell us who your celebrity crushes are definitely you know the classic like horror 
horror scream queens and people from like horror movies like you know heather langenkamp from nightmare on elm street and uh you know kirsty from hellraiser and you know you know basically the protagonist of or of oh jennifer connelly that that was a big one when i was growing up as well because yeah. you know uh, from labyrinth she she's from labyrinth and then um she did loads of stuff uh, older i was really into phoebe cates as well from drop dead fred Who's she's half Filipino as well, by the way, Phoebe Cates. Oh, uh, no way. Yeah, I used to love Winona Ryder, who's now in Stranger Things. She is so yummy. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. And if you see her from like 20 years ago, unbelievable. And she used to think she was ugly as well when, when she was like younger. She was like a dream. She was a dream. Yes, ma'am. But it's funny, like, like being like older now and like I've met like a lot of these like actors that I used to have a crush on when I was a kid. Um, so that's kind of weird, you know, people whose posters I've had on my wall, like I, I'm now like friends with them. So it's a bit awkward. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's weird. It, that's, it's weird. That's what the witch did for you back then. <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh yeah. Maybe she did actually. You know, I have had quite a charmed life sometimes when I think about it. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so maybe, maybe it was the witch. But yeah, how about you, Zaka? How about, do you ever question anyone in school? See, I turned it back around on you. See what Thanks. I did. <laughs> oh my God. Um, That's a yes. Hey, parents. <laughs> hey, mom and dad. <laughs> um, maybe you should like fast forward a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be your power to fast forward this next video. Okay. I know, right? Oh my goodness. Um. I mean, I have had crushes, but not super, super insane. I'm like, I don't necessarily say I self-sabotage, but like <laughs> <laughs> once I, cause there was this one guy, um, I told my aunt about, and, um, I liked this guy for like nine months. Right. And, um, I didn't really like him to the point where I like try to get him, you know, mm -hmm. but I it got, apparently it got to that, apparently it got to that point, And then I just like left him. <laughs> Oh really? So so were you get were you dropping signs for him and you were hoping that he would like kind of like come speak to you? Yeah. And he wasn't, yeah. yeah. And it's That's because boys are stupid. Like and boys don't see these signs. So mm -hmm. you you really like like ladies out there, if if you have a crush on on a guy, I promise you he won't even realize. You have to like tell him and then he'll go, Oh, I didn't even realize. You have to like Yeah, spell and it it's out. like yeah, along with that, it's like He's also very narcissistic, so. Oh, maybe he dodged a bullet then. Like. <laughs> yeah, I did. I I'm very happy. Like, but that was a very long time ago. Not gonna lie, that was like the only one that was very toxic because, yeah, he he did. He said a lot of things to me that were just like not very good. I I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, good, so good yeah. Good yeah. Speaking of that, um, what do you like the representation of like high school and like teen dating? Like, what do you what do you see in that? Oh, it, you know, it's different in, in America. Like my, it's weird because, you know, all my favorite films are, are mostly are American, basically. And so even though I would literally went through the UK school system, when I think of like high school, I think of the American high school system with those big lockers, those changing rooms, the kind of, you know, the, the cliques, like the, the, you got the jocks, you got the nerds, you got the music kids, you got the theater, theater kids. That's how I think of high school, even though it's nothing like that in the UK, it's completely different. Um, and I went to like an, I went to an all boys school from 10 to 15. So it was definitely nothing like 
like how it is in in in, in these films are seen in America. I guess now there's the internet, so you can learn more about. I think people are a little bit more savvy to the to, to other people, and they know how to, you know, boys can research how to kind of like speak to girls, maybe, and girls kind of know what boys' uh, interests are a bit more, and, and it's, it's a little bit more of a because before it was very kind of I guess boys like this, girls like this. But now I just think, you know, everyone kind of is into the same stuff now. And like, I don't know too many teens, so I, I don't know exactly what, what's going on now. But yeah, you, you tell me, is it, is it, is, was, is your school a little bit like the one in, in Teen Witch? No, not at no? all. <laughs> I mean... That was filmed in, I think that was filmed in Burbank, uh, Teen Witch, if I remember. Oh, correctly. really? Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. No, um... I think that, like I mentioned in Colin's episode, like hookup culture kind of just ruined everything for everyone, um, especially now guys are, I don't want to put like a thing on guys, but I'm just saying how like they're, they're, they're turning into like girls now where they're becoming more sassy in a way. Interesting. <laughs> and they're, they expect like, they expect like to be nurtured or no, I mean, they've always expected to be that way, but I mean, in a way that they're kind of letting go of like they're like their ma- their quote unquote masculinity and wanting or becoming more feminine, like wanting to be babied in a way. So are you saying that because I'm wearing a pink t shirt? <laughs> you know, it's my pink t shirt. No, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky. It's a it's a real tricky subject. It's like you know, it's a subject that is debated every single day on social media about how how men should be and what kind of like person and traits men should have in in 2023 but i'm trying my best to stay away from social media like i I post very rarely now because i think it's just a lot of noise i think our lives would be so much better if we just you know try and build relationships with people like near to us and yeah and and i think you can't really define how people should be just let them be who who they are naturally and forcing your expectations of how a man or a woman should be onto them, I think is, is counterproductive and just, you know, let everyone live, live their own lives. And, you know, I stay all that kind of incel culture and toxic masculinity stuff that's going on now is just nasty. It's crazy. I I feel really sorry for boys growing up now um, because we also have the thing with like, men's mental health like men men are told that they can't cry t- t- say their feelings because if you if you tell someone your feelings that makes you less of a man that's the kind of what we're preached what, what's preached to us uh, as, as guys in, in the media and you know you, you might think that people will think less of you you might think like women will think less of you if you're if you're emotional if you're sensitive um, and you also think that maybe men will look down upon you because you're not a real man if you um, so these are all the things that we're being bombarded with every day through through media and and social media as well. And I'm just like, I'm not taking I'm not taking part in 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 this debate. I'm just gonna, you know, just do my, do my own thing. I don't really care what people think about me. I'm just I'm just doing my own things. So as long as I like I said, as long as I've got a Wi-Fi password, Netflix password, and I'm, I just I just want to watch films. I don't want to argue with people on the internet. Yeah. Speaking of mental health, like one of the ways that I do cope with mental health is like writing in my um, 
my journal. And so what are your opinions on diaries or like journals? Like, do you think people still write in these things or um, do you think it's well, like more digital now? You should be careful because your little brother might, might find your diaries and, and, and read about this guy <laughs> that you had a crush on. And, <laughs> um, I, I like the idea of people writing out their thoughts. I think it's, I think it's very, very healthy to write down your thoughts on, on, on paper because it's a really good way to get stuff out of your head and to make sense of it by writing it down. And it's almost like cathartic because you can write it down, clo- literally close the book, and and that kind of intrusive thought might be out of your head for a little while because you've you've dealt with it. Um, so I, I think it's incredibly, incredibly healthy. Even if you write it down and then you screw it up and throw it away, at least you've kind of got it out of, out of your system. Um, and, you know, some people write these diaries and then later on they publish it as the, like their memoirs. So if 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 your aim is to be, I know multiple people recently, well, one specific person recently who um, wrote a diary since she was relatively young and she's literally just published this, this book based on her like growing up. Um, so, you know, it depends like if, if, if you're saving it for later, for, so you remember these times, so you, you can kind of learn from it and, and maybe publish it one day. It's incredibly, I think, a, a good thing. It's a good thing to do. I think. Is that is that your aim to 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 maybe publish it at a later date, or is it you just doing it just for fun? I'm just doing it because it gets my mind off of like it. Like once I have it like written down on a piece of paper, then I'll have a blank slate. I feel like that's every time I close the book, I'll just be like, okay, so moving on, you know? Yeah, exactly. And not necessarily letting go, but remembering like once I go back to it, like I'll remember the memories. Like I remember I was going through um my journal from 2020 and I was like, oh my God, I remember I had a crush on this guy. <laughs> I forgot about him completely because <laughs> I, or, oh yeah, I remember this like tragic life thing that happened um when I came back from the Philippines or something like that. Um, yeah, it's just like a lot of like, it's a very good thing because like you get your your thoughts down on paper and then once you're done with it, you forget about it and then you, you can always go back to it and remember the memories, you know? Yeah, so you've got like a, you've got like a, a pendant on almost like Teen Witch. Is, is that- This? Is, oh, yeah. is that her? Her? Me? No, no, I don't have anything on. Are you, Zach, yeah? Do you, oh, do you, this is, do you this is Jesus. Wishes? yeah her her mom actually gave this to me i think it's a oh. um an heirloom oh nice um uh, yeah i'm not sure she gave it to me i think when i was like seven and yeah. it was like 1 a.m in the morning and um she she was like i was up and we were getting the mail at like 1 a.m <laughs> and she goes and she she because her her mom or my grandma she talks about like she has really deep conversations like once you're done with the conversation you're going to be crying by the end of it and so so does she her my grandma is very sensitive as well she gave it to me she was like oh there's a thing and she was giving me the whole conversation I'm not going to go into detail of it because it's like very personal but um yeah and I think that was like one of the like many memories that I remember like having with her you know that kind of just stuck with me and yeah i'm basically wearing this like all the time now so nice she's gonna cry when she hears this episode just hearing you talk about it (laughs) we kind of like playfully make fun of her in a way sometimes because i'll just be like oh zakia's going to college in like two three years and she's like oh (laughs) i'm like (laughs) yeah 
Yeah. Um, so also another thing that I'm very passionate about is fashion. Like, um, I've considered like moving to New York and like, oh, you know, really? cool. doing things like that. So, um, what are your thoughts on the eighties fashion sense? I love it. Even though like, you know, in, in this specific film, it's kind of crazy. Like I, I, I love like all the colors. I love, uh, you know, the kind of boldness and the, like the big kind of, kind of the craziness uh, about it because like the 90s was a little bit less kind of uh, in your face than the 80s and actually now we're going through like a 90s like boom where like the, the popular fashion is like a 90s kind of spin-off but like 10 years ago it was kind of like an 80s thing i really like all that stuff um when she when she goes to her prom or dance at the end and she's wearing those that red dress with the big shoulder pads that's like crazy that like a, a teenager would wear the big shoulder pads but i guess in the 80s that's what you have to wear so like look cool um <laughs> just all the all the guys with their like cut off sleeves and doing that the, the terrible kind of rap and, and, and dances it's very interesting what about um, their hair yeah it's Isn't i mean their hair interesting oh god yeah because for the the girls in this movie they're kind of looking like they're like 40 50 years old because their hair's just like like yeah kind of like what older women wear like big like perms basically and uh yeah it's kind of weird does it seem like an alien world to you Sakia? because like not necessarily i mean like i'm kind of i've seen those type of things before right yeah so i think it's very interesting to see it in film though like how it's kind of demonstrated but i thought it was amazing like i mean i would so totally wear that <laughs> like the, the things that were on the screen is very nice but yeah okay so before we move on is there anything else you want to say about teen witch or no just just that i love it and i think everyone else should watch it and the the music you, you can listen to just the music on youtube as well if you're interested in the music uh because i think they're really really cool interesting songs uh and it's like you don't really see movies like this anymore and i i wish there were more movies like this and uh i think robin lively who's the who's, who's blake lively's older sister who's the lead in this is so good it's really 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 good uh it's just a fun movie basically awesome um so what children's horror would you recommend oh okay so return to oz obviously because i think that's the ultimate gate it's a gateway horror movie where even if you're not into horror you you, you can get into return to oz and that'll take you into the land of horror um there's that there's the literal film the gate uh which i think is another gateway horror and the gate is about a bunch of kids who discover the gateway to hell. Um, and, you know, they have to, it's kind of like Stranger Things almost, but like made in the 80s. So other horror movies for kids. Uh, maybe the original Wizard of Oz as well, because that's horror elements uh, to it too. You know, I guess the Goosebumps movies and things like that. And um, I designed for, for kids. I don't know, what, what kind of ones would you, would you, would you recommend? As you've done this podcast for a while now, um, what's, what's been your favorite me so far? Or, or both of us? Both of us, both of you, okay. yeah. both of you, <laughs> both of us. Um, probably uh, Psycho, obviously. Okay. <laughs> Coraline, obviously, and um, Beetlejuice. Those are my top three. Oh, great choices. Do you think Psycho is for kids, though? I mean, if you're mature enough. 
I guess so. Because I guess it's it's not gory. You you never see anyone actually. Not necessarily. Killed. Yeah, and it's like black and white, so it doesn't have that aspect of seeing the actual blood being black. I mean, being red. You know. Yeah. Well, keeping that in mind, then maybe Blair Witch Project because you know it's a horror film. And you don't see anyone die on screen as well. So, you know, it's appropriate for kids. It All all the bad stuff happens off screen and implied. Uh, and I think Blair Witch Project is one of the best horror movies of all time as well. So I think everyone should watch it. And that's so uh, scary. Like, I always uh, uh, wonder if found footage can be handled by kids because it to me, I feel so scared when I watch found footage. Yeah, because it feels most authentic. And actually, like, a lot of... Uh, when Host first came out, a lot of people showed their kids, and actually, it was on the BBC over Halloween last year, and so a lot of like families watched it, and it went down well with kids, even though you know it, it gets scary towards the end. But um, it's it's a good gateway film, Host. I think. Oh, definitely, especially because um, kids are kind of growing up in the Zoom era. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Our Zoom era. Recognize. Yes. Yes. yes exactly. <laughs> Do you have your suggestions as well, right? I was asked this before, and I like to mention, um, have you ever seen the Disney Zombies movie? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She's going to bring this up. (laughs) What's what's it called? It's by Disney, and it's called Zombies, and there's three of them. Okay, I need need to watch this. And a TV show. Zombie Disney. Have you heard of Descendants? Like the Disney? Yeah. It's like that vibe. Oh, wow. I'm looking at the poster now. Wow, that looks like. It kind of looks crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's the reaction that people get when they see the poster. It's pretty rough, but I don't know. I find it like very fun. <laughs> so, okay, I need to watch this. It's a musical, so. Because uh, Zombies 3. Now, that poster for Zombies 3 looks kind of cool. Um, they, they improved. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow. This This looks strange. I'll totally watch this. I'll totally watch this. Yeah, let me it's know what too, you think. It's very kitty. Like, I don't know how to explain. Yeah. No, I, I, I'll, I'll watch anything that's kind of like horror. Actually, on, on the Disney on Disney Plus, there's some some cool kids horror anthology shows. Uh, man, what's that? What's that? I can't remember what they're called, but like if you check out Disney Plus, um, there's some cool, cool uh, horror for kids. Oh, yeah. There. There was, they removed it recently, but uh, Just Beyond, was that one of them? Yes, that's, that's it, Just Beyond, yeah. Yeah, so good. Yeah, that 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 was good. I, I guess all the, the kind of the Tim Burton kind of like stuff as well, like including Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands, you know, I think kids can watch that and Nightmare Before Christmas, obviously, and stuff like that. But Hocus Pocus is also another good chat because that's another Disney horror. I didn't really like the sequel too much, but... Um, uh, there's plenty out there. And I think like for this is the, the best time in the world for kids to get into horror because it's like so popular now. And there's so many choices. And yeah, and it's just very easy to get these films now. Um, they're just available everywhere. So Haunted Mansion is coming out soon too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait. Yeah. Didn't they say it was like Evil Dead for kids? Oh, wow. Awesome. We'll see awesome. what that means. Yeah. Oh, that, that'd be good. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, what advice would you give kids who want to be a filmmaker just like you? So I would say, and I'm going to be specific to horror for a second. Um, watch as much as 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 you possibly can because I was like a voracious horror reader of like magazines and and comics and 
watched every horror film I could possibly get my hands on. And that's when you get to learn what your taste is in horror movies by watching as many things as possible. So if you want to become a filmmaker, think about what kind of films you want to make and then watch films like that. So, you know, the pacing, the beats, what's come before, because in order to do what's next, you've got to know what's come before. And what's come before is the foundation that you build your career on. Like with horror, like you can't just go out there and, and, and make a film without knowing what's come before because you'll just fill it full of cliches because the first thing that'll come to mind is stuff other people have already done. Um, you know, and there's a, maybe there's a market for stuff like that as well. But for me, I always want to try and do something new, a twist on on, on horror conventions. So, um, yeah, from a very early age watching horror movies, uh, I know what kind of stuff I like. So now when I come to write a horror movie, um, I'm thinking about all the stuff I like and put my own twist on certain scares, certain characters, certain kills. And yeah, and then I would say one of the most important things to do is don't try to to like do it solo. Don't, if the worst thing in the world is to have all the, all this talent and try to do everything yourself because you are going to become so, so frustrated. The best thing you could possibly do is find like-minded people either on the internet, real life, in your town, wherever, Go, go to these like meetups, even though, you know, five people turn up, just meet as many people as possible, because eventually you'll filter them out and you'll find the, the, the good people who are, you know, hard workers who want to help you and share your vision and you share their vision and you can help each other making films. And, you know, it really wasn't until I found like Rob Savage and um, all these other people I worked with since for the last 10 years that I realized, oh, this is a viable thing. I, I can make films because I'm surrounded by a friendship group who like share this vision, which is how we made host so quickly because that everyone involved with host in front of the camera and behind, we were all like really good friends. So we didn't have to kind of go out there and find randoms. So yeah. So, so find a, a friendship group of people who are like-minded, uh, watch everything um, and try and do something that you want to see as well. Like, don't try to do something that's already popular out there because everyone's trying to make the next Stranger Things. Everyone's trying to make uh, the next, uh, you know, Megan because it, it made a lot of money. But that's the the wrong thing because by the time you get to make it, it will already be a few years old. So no one will want to see that anymore. So always try and make the things that you want to see regardless of um, uh, how popular it is at the time. Because people always say zombie movies are are uh, kind of passe kind of old and people say vampire movies but like if you like it make that because who who knows it could be the start of a, of a new cycle amazing thank you so much yeah, lovely. um yeah do you have anything else to plug and where can people find you on social media i can't i've got something coming out in a few months but i can't say what it is but um it's very big and very cool and it's uh yeah and there's see some familiar faces in it i'm sure but yeah it's it's um I, i'm not allowed to talk about it because it's not being announced but yeah very soon you'll see something from me that's really cool um i'm working with some really amazing filmmakers as well um some kind of big iconic horror names oh and besides that i'm also working with like here's a big horror about sam raimi and some stuff yeah but you know it's one of those things where there's a lot I can't talk about now. Yeah. Do you have any uh, tea that you're allowed to share about like working with Sam Raimi? Sam is the best. So he, the, the current project that comes out in a few months, so Sam helped me with that quite a lot. He is, you know, just a really, really nice, intelligent, super cool guy who, 
you know, I f- always feel like I'm wasting his time, but he never makes me think I'm wasting his time. You know, his last movie made a billion dollars. So, so like helping me, it must be like, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to do that. He made Dr. Strange too. And while he was making that, you know, he was helping me with, with, with stuff. So he's just cool. You know, he's funny. He's goofy. He, um, He's just fine. I'm working with his daughter as well on on, on something oh, as well. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, because Emma Raimi, she lives in LA. Actually, she she wants to be a you know a, a director. Oh, cool! And she's she yeah she she's really really nice, really really cool, really talented, and she's not trying to do it off her her dad's name as well. The impression I get is like she doesn't want his help. She just wants to do it herself. So she's you know she's out there making short films, um, trying like trying to get stuff done, which is I think very admirable. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, honestly. And that's very awesome. Um, so thank you so much, Jed, for taking the time to speak with us. It was amazing. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like our conversation was very good because like I, I don't think I've ever felt more comfortable. I mean um, <laughs> because he's family. Is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he is family. I'm not saying like <laughs> with other guests, but I mean with even with Balin. Oh, Earl Balin. Another Filipino. Oh, Bailey, that's a good Another name. sibling. Yeah. Another sibling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Jed. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it's, been, it's been fun. Yay, or salamat. Salamat po. <laughs> Do you speak Tagalog? I don't speak Tagalog. Okay, I don't no. either, so that's all. Oh, <laughs> I'm the only one and I'm the youngest. <laughs> you, can, you can speak Tagalog. I mean, I understand it really well, but I can say a few words if I could try, but... I mean, it's like, it depends on the setting, you know, like if mm-hmm. I'm with family members, then I'll like pull out the little accent in there and like kind of <laughs> try and like kind of fit in a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> do, do you, um, I don't know if you're on TikTok, but like I, I, I'm, I only see it a little bit, but like I somehow follow like loads of like Filipino accounts. So I'm I'm hearing that accent all the time. And, you know, it's like top 10 ways to find out if someone was born in the Philippines or et cetera. Or, oh my gosh, that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> what's, your fa- what's both of your favorite Filipino foods, by the way? I know Ooh. we're going on tangent. Sinigang. Oh, Sinigang. That is good. Oh man, there's so many. Like, it just depends on my mood. I love, it's so rich though, kare kare. I love that. Yeah. But I love my mom's adobo. Can mm-hmm. always have that. So I, I like sinagang, but I like I like fish, I like fish sinagang. Oh really? Ooh, yeah, yeah. When they don't use pork, they they use uh, fish. Do you uh, have I this the salmon head sinagang? Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that one. I love that. I obviously love uh, lumpia, pansy. Um, lumpia, yeah. Um, yeah, and there's a, in in London. There's a very cool um, Filipino ice cream shop where they have like ube ice cream. Ooh. Oh, so good, so good. in a milk bun. It's really good. Oh yes, and hello, hello as well. I, I love that. And oh yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lengua, that's another big one for me. I like Ooh, the lengua. Yeah. yeah, but we could go on. Yeah, yeah I'm getting oh, hungry God. now. Yeah. <laughs> we can go on after I close this out. But <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Subscribe to this and add us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. All you have to do is search up Kinder Guys Podcast and remember you were loved, you're baddie, and remember to always live on the fright side. Bye.